This is Marriage to the Max, episode number three. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm Kelly Hurst. Brett Hurst. And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Our hope is simply to encourage you in your marriage relationship. We believe that healthy marriage should be a front burner conversation, and we are here to help that happen. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the importance of dating your mate. I'm into that. (laughs) One of our favorite things to do is to teach our married life prep class for engaged couples. This is something we do a couple of times a year. And it's always a treat to be around young couples in love, just starting out. It's so fun. So we like to ask the question to married couples, how do you keep your marriage fun and exciting year after year after year? (laughs) Because we really believe that one of the keys is to cultivate a dating culture well into your marriage. In fact, we tell couples, and a lot of marriage experts agree, that it's probably more important to date after you're married than before you're married. It's kind of funny that we call that period before marriage dating, but... (laughs) That's true. It's more important to date after you're married than even when you're single, I think. Right. It is a sad commentary, but so many couples just stop dating after they're married for a number of reasons. But research does show that married couples who date regularly have significantly more satisfying marriages than those who don't. And so we're going to talk today about some of our tips for making dating a priority in your marriage. So one very key thing, guys, is to date big, which means, you know, celebrate the obvious dates of the year. If you miss everything else that we're talking about, guys, catch this one. <laughs> the obvious dates are her birthday. Know when her birthday is. <laughs> know when your own wedding anniversary is. Know when Valentine's Day is. It's always the same, year in, year out. Mother's Day. Now, this was one that caught me off guard. There was a learning curve for you on Mother's Day. Well, you know, I loved my mom and my dad, and we had a very large family, and we celebrated Mother's Day and Father's Day, but it was kind of a low-key event. I guess that's just how our parents set the pace for that, and you know, we would do a special lunch, dinner, dessert, buy a present or two or whatever. Had no idea until I got married that in our family, Mother's Day was going to be at least as big as the birthday. Well, I mean, when you honor the queen of the family, it needs to be a royal celebration. That's right. So just know that if Mother's Day is a big deal, I'm just going to say, make it a big deal. Just assume it that it is. Don't, don't make the mistake that I did and think that it was just kind of a big deal. 
when we were growing up, our we actually would go to my grandmother's house. I mean, Mother's Day was a big deal, but we'd go to my grandmother's house, and my grandmother and my mom and my aunts would cook this huge meal <laughs> for Day. everyone on Mother's Day. Yeah. And I remember being a kid going, there's something backwards here. Like, I, I think it should be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I can assure you my wife does not cook on Mother's Day. So <laughs> she does on Father's Day. Anyway. Um, so... So date big yeah, would be and, a first And you key. just can't trip over any of those dates. Make them special. Make them a big deal. Pull out the stops. You know, the anniversary thing was, hey, I think I did that right. Absolutely. Particularly in the early years of our marriage. You know, I remember we did a big surprise one on our fifth anniversary that you had no idea. That was awesome. Was coming. Seventh anniversary, I remember, you know, I think that was uh, renting the limo. and Yes. Some, other stuff like that. So very nice, uh, very nice. Kudos. Yeah, yeah right. So I'm, st- I'm still living off the laurels of the fifth, the seventh, the tenth. No, and we've been married almost 25 years. No, so. you're still doing very well. Yeah. Okay, so you want to date big, and of course you want to honor those those big days of the year. But we mm-hmm. also talk about dating often, and one of the things we say, and this, you know, sometimes we'll get some raised eyebrows, particularly from. Uh, couples who have young kids, because we talk about having a weekly date. And as soon as we say that, people go, Ugh. They're saying there's no way. Yeah, we, how in the we world? We can't possibly do that. Yeah, how, well, there's no way we can. And these do not have to necessarily be expensive dinners out with babysitters and painting the town red. because They may, they may not even be dates out. Yeah. And so this might look like maybe meeting for lunch during the work week. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's all you can squeeze in, or that's breakfast. fine. Yeah, or breakfast. Coffee. I mean, coffee. It, the idea here is to just schedule it, you know, which may sound really unromantic, but trust us, it's less romantic to not date at all. You know, putting it on the calendar is the least of your concerns. Right. So, okay, so let's go back to the couple that's got small kids and you know, there's barf and poop everywhere and all that. You know, what do they do if they can't even, I mean, they literally can't get away. Maybe they have a colicky baby or something like that. Then, Well, we're going to get to that after the break. We're going to talk about oh, creative ways no. of making sure that you're prioritizing your dating life. All right. But but this idea of just having some connection on a weekly um, schedule, you know, whatever that looks like. If it, if it's just the two of you just having coffee together and just kind of talking and a little uninterrupted time, it doesn't have to be a big over-the-top romantic thing. If it is, if you have time to make that happen, then by all means, go for it. Right. But if you don't, just some kind of weekly connection with just the two of you for a couple of hours. Make sure it's scheduled in your mobile device of choice or whatever. Absolutely. So that's the weekly date. And then quarterly dates, we have that target ourselves. Uh, we do overnight dates. Now we're here in Houston. We can do things like go to San Antonio or Austin or, you know, some people can go to New Orleans or Dallas, whatever. But for us, frequently, we would just book a hotel in in uh, Houston, rather. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you got turned on early in the game to Priceline, plug yeah. for Priceline and all their competitors. You can, you can name your own price and find a place, you know, type in four-star hotel and and throw out some low price. And as long as you're not really caring where you stay, you know, like we'll pick we, downtown Houston or... We didn't care. Galleria area or as long whatever. As it was cheap. Yeah, cheap in a nice hotel, we didn't really mind. And so... We've ended up staying in just about every four-star hotel there is in Houston. Yeah, sometimes for like 59 bucks. I yeah. mean, you can really get some deals. Right, yeah. So when, when we talk about staying somewhere in town, you know, at a nice hotel and doing an overnight date, what do you think most men think about that? Do you think they think like, 
why would I bother? I got a king size bed at home. What? The, why would I do this? <laughs> why would and I pay money? money. <laughs> That's right. And we got to pack, and we got to do all that other kind of stuff. But I will say, as a guy, besides some obvious fringe benefits from doing it, rare, rare. But you you come away from a, an event like that, and you you really feel like you got away, not just from the house, but from the daily routine, mm-hmm. and just from the kind of the doldrums of just always doing things the same way, thinking the same way acting the same way. There's something that's real liberating and freeing from, from getting away like that. Yeah. And I you think that's the definitely recharge <laughs> your, you definitely recharge your batteries. And when we would take an overnight date, you know, and sometimes we'd, you know, drop the kids off at Nana's house. Sometimes we'd hire an overnight babysitter to come and just spend the night at the house, whatever we would do. You know, it was always or almost always a headache to make it happen. Right, I remember right. us thinking, oh, is this really worth doing? Oh, my gosh, it's such a headache and blah, blah, blah. But once you do it and you come back, your batteries are so recharged, you actually become better parents yeah, because no, you've no had doubt. a little break and a little time away. And you've had some great time for your marriage relationship, a little romance and a little dinner. And, and you can knock all that out, seriously, in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's the benefits are so huge. We mm. just we really, really believe in the overnight date. And so we encourage couples to do that, to try to do it like even once a quarter. Which you know can right. be a challenge, but it's it's a goal worth setting. And then there's dates that are longer than that, such as such as sometimes uh, we suggest an annual date of going out of town for a long weekend, right? Uh, without your children, let me specify that. And I know I know the listener of this podcast who's got little kids at home is going, you have got to be kidding. There is no stinking way I'm going to be able to pull off an overnight date, you know, a long weekend date. But we just encourage you to try. You know, we did it when our kids were younger. You know, so we weren't always on top of having it every quarter or everything right. like that. You know, that's just a goal to set. It it's a nice goal to set. Thing, but- yeah. And so, um, but I can promise you that if you'll make it happen, the dividends are huge. I, you remember that one time that we got a place at, at Green, Texas, in, in New Braunfels, right on the river, and we were, you know, real excited. We'd planned this out, but we'd just done a whole lot of ministry. We were building a new house. Yeah, that's we right. We were living we had, in an apartment. We had all kinds of stuff going on. A lot of change. and So we got this really great place, and it was what? about 24 hours before we even said a word to each other, Yeah, cause which is to... definitely not like us. Yeah, we were definitely not Chetty Cathy's because we were so exhausted from life. And I remember us sitting at the grist mill having dinner going, what is wrong with us? Like, we can't <laughs> even find conversation, you know. But we kind of had to realize that we were coming off of a lot of change and a lot of stress. And we gave each other a little permission to just sort of de- detox a little bit. Right. And then we found our way. And it also made us realize that we needed to be in this habit of dating so that not so much time would elapse, so to speak, in between those times. And so we'd be more comfortable talking and looking at each other and being together. And it ended up great, you know, by about um, lunch the next day. Yeah. We were were really having a good time. For sure. Exactly. So hang with us for a little bit. I promise you, if you start small and make dating a regular thing, you really can pull off some of these bigger dates. And you're listening to Marriage to the Max.
Welcome back to Marriage to the Max. We are continuing our conversation about the importance of dating your mate. So before the break, we were talking about how often dating should happen. We mentioned that some kind of date should happen on a weekly basis. Again, n- not necessarily painting the town red on Saturday night, but just some kind of weekly connection. And then we also talked about shooting for an overnight, maybe mm. once a quarter, and maybe even a long weekend once a year without the kids, just a, a little romantic getaway. And so what are some of the other ideas for making sure your marriage has the DNA of dating. Well, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, families that have young kids or colicky babies or whatever, and they, you know, literally, or and they don't have, you know, maybe mom or grandma that lives nearby. They're kind of sitter deficient for whatever reason. They can't get away. So what about at-home dates? Because we did that a lot, and it yeah. really made a big difference. Why don't you talk about that. Yeah, we would, uh, when our kids were younger, we, you know, I say younger, I don't mean, Kayla was probably, I don't know, three, maybe Sarah was seven-ish, you know, when we started doing this. But we had a house where the master bedroom was upstairs. And um, we would decide that we needed a little time to ourselves, and we maybe couldn't afford the babysitter. So one of us would take the kids to, you know, the Back in the VHS rental days, <laughs> Blockbuster VHS. and rent a What a VHS. great format that was. <laughs> and uh, one of us would take the kids to go get them like McDonald's and a movie. And the other one of us would go pick up our favorite Italian takeout food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we would set the kids up in our bedroom with, you know, big pallets and sleeping bags and pillows. And Which this, was a big deal It was for a them. big deal. And this one night, they would get to have McDonald's in mom and dad's bedroom and watch a movie and fall asleep in there. And I'm telling you, because that was a real treat and that didn't happen, they really looked forward to it. And we would tell them, you know, look, mom and dad are downstairs. We're having a nice dinner together. We're going to light some candles and have some nice conversation. Don't you dare come downstairs. And unless someone is bleeding, no one is allowed to come downstairs. And they just kind of learned that that was how it was. Mm -hmm. And that was a special time for mom and dad. So what we would do downstairs is we'd get out the good china, light the candles, set the music up. I mean, we'd really kind of create the environment yeah, it was fun. and the ambiance. And I mean, just having dinner together and an hour and a half or two hours of conversation without kids running in and biting your ankles was so nice. And I, I just look back so fondly on those little at-home dates. And mm-hmm. I just think that's one way of being a little bit creative, you know, figure out how to make it work. Because we didn't care that we weren't sitting in a fancy restaurant right. and, no, we didn't. or dressed up. You know, it was just nice to have that time together. And also, a typical dinner and a movie date doesn't have to be your default date night. I mean, if you're both into movies and you like to uh, connect over movies, I mean, it's a great thing. We've certainly had plenty of dates like that. Sometimes, I I certainly learned this from my dating years, sometimes a movie is the worst first date you can have because you don't talk. And it's kind of the same way for married couples too. So depending on what you need and where you are and how much ongoing communication or connection you've had, you may want to do something besides a movie night. You know, try something new. Maybe, Maybe learn something new together. 
Mm-hmm. We uh, teach every summer, we teach a Wednesday night marriage series at our church. And last summer, we figured out that one of the nearby Mexican food restaurants had this, you know, fajitas for half price on Wednesday nights. And so we just agreed that we'd go teach the class and then the two of us would get to go to that great restaurant. And worked out pretty well. Yeah. And that was just a nice little thing to look forward to. And it wasn't anything fancy, but it's an, it's, you get some of these things into your routine and you just really look forward to them. We talk about, you know, signing up for a class together, Mm -hmm. a dance class or a cooking class or joining a book club or going on a long drive and listen to the music that you listened to when you were dating. You know, I like that kind of date. You know, we encourage couples to go parking. See, I like that kind of date. (laughs) And um, so, you know, just it doesn't have to look like what you think it has to look like, you know, just, you know, be creative, have a little fun with it and go parking. Yeah. Have a picnic, whatever. And then we also, I also like to tell ladies to not be afraid of taking the lead and planning the date night because, you know, sometimes we expect our husbands to always take the romantic lead here, but there's no rule that says that it has to be that way. And I remember talking to one woman who said that she and her husband have regular date nights. They have so much fun going out. And she was like, should I be concerned that I'm the one that does all the planning? And I was like, do you have fun? And she said, absolutely. I was like, that's the whole point. You know, it really doesn't matter if one of you takes the lead. And as long as you're just doing it and having a good time together, that's really the whole thing. So it's okay for ladies to plan the date night. Absolutely. Plan that parking date night. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, you're into the parking thing. (laughs) One of our rules is that when you're on a date, you're only allowed to have fun. So no serious discussion, if you can help it. No problem solving. You know, try to avoid what we call daily grind topics like finances, parenting, problems at work, all that stuff. Don't talk about what's wrong in your relationship unless you're just in some critical mess and that's the only thing you can do to move the relationship forward. Generally speaking, you you can have those kinds of conversations elsewhere. When you're on a date, keep it that way. Keep that date vibe that you did so well when you were dating. Mm -hmm. Because when you were dating before you were married, you weren't talking about report cards and mortgages and everything else. You were just talking about life, the world and... Parking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember uh, one couple that we knew who they had twins, young baby age twins. And I remember her telling me that one of, you know, they really just couldn't do the whole babysitter thing and go out and make that happen. So they made Friday night their little at-home date night. And so he would get a bottle of wine and he'd go rent a movie and they would fold laundry and have a glass of wine and watch a movie on the couch on a Friday night. She said that was so great for her. You know, it wasn't anything fancy. It worked. But yeah, it was just time for them. And so that's really all we're talking about here. Dating is such a fun part of marriage. And if you haven't made a priority in a while, go ahead and start now. Call your spouse right after this podcast and ask him or her out on a date. And don't get discouraged if you have to work out some scheduling conflicts or even if he or she isn't all that excited at first for this new venture. They'll get there. You know, prioritize it, make it happen, and see what might change in your marriage relationship. That's what we're all about anyway. Sounds great to me. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehursts at homeencouragement.org, and that is spelled H-U-R-S-T-S. Also, we'd like for you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.